0: Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. Hey, Hot Breathiverse, welcome to this very special bonus episode all about writer's block. It's something I struggle with, it's something so many of you out there struggle with, and you are not alone. We have invited on Hot Breath Pro member Bob Jorgensen, he's not only won the Write 10 Club several times, he's the first ever winner of our Write 10 contest, which if you want to join submissions close tomorrow so go into the show description click join the contest for your chance to win a hundred bucks and also an interview on hot breath podcast so without further ado we will not block any more of your valuable time let's get into it with hot brethren bob jorgensen all right so yeah we've got olga in here um bob Kirk, Kristen, chase bonn and joan John Chappelle, uh, Ricky Glor, Sasha. We got a uh, Jimmy Crump into building. Jonathan Hernandez. Thanks for everyone. I can hear you now. People are saying perfect. Yeah. So thank you, thank you guys for letting us know the audio issues that we're working out here. So um, first things first here, Bob. The topic of discussion today is writer's block. Most specifically, we just did a great. We had a thread in the group with a lot of good um, insight into like how people overcome writer's block. I just sent out an email with my top three favorite ways to overcome writer's block. Yeah, I'm curious to know, and people feel free to chime in with answers. I mean, questions. This is a and a as well. And, um, what is, uh, I mean, what is your approach to writer's block? I mean, really, if you could just kind of give us an overview of your experience with it, maybe even the struggles sure. you've had with it and then how you've been able to kind of like work through them.
1: So as I, um, as I mentioned, when I shared it to my, to my personal Facebook page, um, so I've been basically writing since I was 13. Okay. Hmm. Uh, just in one form or another, you know, um, Wrote my wrote my first play in elementary school. That's the, that's where I I've always been kind of a writer kid and a writer guy, um, which explains you know my popularity in high school right there. Okay, so uh, the you know, but I always was writing for someone else and never for myself. And so when it got to it got to the point where I just had such crippling anxiety about it, mm. I stopped writing. When I when I was in my probably early, uh, late, late twenties, early thirties. I am pounding out, um, college papers left and right, you know, like you get me on a topic like that and I'm, I'm doing it. Um, but I found out that even in my creative writing classes, if I didn't have a class assignment, I did not write. So I was writing for the class and not for anything that I wanted to do. Um, and I don't know if it was like, you know, just a struggle for ideas or more like I just didn't want the feedback. Like I didn't want people to kind of see that I'm not the greatest writer in the world, you know? Uh, so I stopped, stopped writing. Um, I, I, I I quit writing for, uh, probably nine years. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. It was, it was at least, at least eight, maybe nine years. I did not write a single word. Um, and I just, you know, sank, I just literally just sank into a huge depression over it. Um, (laughs) You know, so it's like, that's a lot of like inside personal um, stuff to talk about me, but. But I think
0: uh, it's important to know that because especially when it comes to anxiety and depression, it is something we can feel like we're alone in. And especially when it comes to creativity, a lot of the times we'll tell ourselves the story. We're the only person that's struggling with this we're the only person that has this problem but it's actually more rampant than ever which is why i wanted to do one about writer's block because it's such a common struggle that people feel like what's wrong with me but you sharing that i think definitely helps people to feel less less alone so thank you for sharing that first off and uh please yeah continue (laughs)
1: um so so that said um when i when i started when i hit like <laughs> when i turned 46 uh and i realized like okay so i have a limited amount of you know time left mm-hmm. on the planet right um there are just a list of there was a list of things that i wanted to accomplish and doing it uh stand up was just one of them um the only problem was is that i had never really written a joke <laughs> so i just I, I had no material i had nothing. Uh, to go off of. And so I'm like, okay, well, how do I even start? And so I just started going to open mics and um, listening. I did that for a couple months and then I would come back and be like, okay, so I see what they're doing. And then I just started scribbling a little. And and my process at the time uh, was not really like free writing, but more of just like topics. Right. Right here's something I want, here's something I've always wanted to make fun of. That And that was it. Um, and that was a little bit uh, of a catalyst um, because, of, here's the thing, like, so I used to be so paralyzed about it, I would never, like, show my own wife what I wrote. Mm-hmm. Like, all my fiction, all my fiction stuff, my, you know, my academic papers, sure, I was never really worried about that. But, like, actual fiction where I was, like, revealing a little bit of myself, I didn't even let her read because I was afraid of what her judgment would be um and now it's like when I started doing jokes and her, her typical response is you know that's great where did you hear that that's like her typical response when I take when I told her a joke in the past mm-hmm. um now now it's like I'm always riffing with her I'm always telling her about what I'm doing on the joke of the day and so it's become this kind of shared experience and that has been another thing for me to help me keep going like as far as like breaking my writer's block it's like you know i I, it's something else that i can kind of like send out into my uh house that's kind of like a safe thing to do you know even when she groans even when she's like that's terrible (laughs) you know and she does Uh um but when when she genuinely belly laughs at something uh that right there is enough motivation for me to just start writing down tags for that particular joke right then and there
0: so one of the things yeah. that helps you with writer's block is actually having someone to workshop it with, and that's your oh, wife, was,
1: for instance. Well, my wife's a good sounding board, but she doesn't really, she doesn't really try to workshop it, uh-huh. but she's just kind of somebody that's immediate that I can just be like, you know, Hey, Hey, I wrote this. What do you think? And, um, you know, sometimes she disagrees, even though I think it's a solid joke or whatever, but, um, but like actually if was it was the right 10 group that um took it to the next level because Mm -hmm. i was writing jokes and having a good time with a couple of open mics but i kind of like hit a wall i was like you know okay well everything's shut down i don't really have any reason to write or any motivation to write um and then i literally stumbled onto your podcast just to keep myself interested in comedy and then i when i found the right 10 group and then um people i just started hooking up with people and bouncing ideas off of them every day like like i mean um the last time that i the last time i won i beat micah by one vote and the, i think the reason that we were so close is because she and i that morning were workshopping jokes like like an hour before the show like right up to the show whoa we were bouncing ideas off of one another just because we were on both online, you know, and just kind of practicing bits. And we, and she and I do that quite a bit um, through Facebook and Twitter. Um, You know, and there's, and there's a bunch of people that I, that I do that with, but it's just kind of funny how, like, at that point I noticed, man, we were both kind of on today. And I, and that's really good. And it's really encouraging, you know, to go back in and find somebody, you know, who, who kind of has that sort of, um that ability to just riff with you back and forth even though nothing may come of it and I, there's a lot of people like it was rice Krispie. no it, was, not rice, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't rice it wasn't rice crispy day no it wasn't rice Krispie day because i didn't i didn't win that one
0: uh <laughs> <laughs> i was so embarrassed i knew when i had my own snap crackle pop joke i was like yeah this is this is not going to be it got but roasted here's- but here's the
1: funny thing about the snap crackle pop bit is I actually, I was very angry at myself that I went with a snap crackle pop joke. I was mad because I was, I had a complete blank I had a complete blank. I, I, and I still have the notes like here. I had big old frowny face on my notes and everything. Cause uh, I was so angry
0: hilarious. because I
1: knew, I knew there was going to be seven or eight snap crackle pop jokes. And at the same time, I couldn't come up with a premise in time where I thought I'm going to post a joke. I, I almost just didn't post a joke uh, because I was blocked. I was, I was totally blocked. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? Okay. The only premise I have that I have an actual punchline for is a snap, crackle pop the hell with it. That's what I'm writing. Because if I don't, then the alternative is I don't write. And then what do I do? I have something where I struggle tomorrow and do the same thing. And then every single day after that, I've doubted my ability to crank out a joke in 10 minutes. And I'm not gonna do that.
0: It Um, snowballs, it really does. And I think that's the thing, it can snowball positively and negatively. Like writer's block, you can let it paralyze you and you can let, let's say you didn't post that day. Well then the next day it's gonna make it that much easier to not post again. And then before you know it, you may right. not even be in the right 10 club anymore. So I think it's important. And that was one of the things uh, we that was posted in that, that thread about uh, writer's block was like just starting small, like incremental. And that's why it's right 10 club. And that's why it's only 10 minutes. Because 10 minutes is a very attainable goal to just sit down and only do one thing for 10 minutes. I tell you. I have been beyond embarrassed about some of the jokes I posted because I'm like, I'm supposed to be this 10 year comedian that struggles to write a one-liner in, you know, in 10 minutes. But, and I think we all noticed that has helped. Yeah. I think we all noticed that about you. Um, (laughs) You know, I mean, we, you know, we have our own private chat groups and we talk about like, what the hell with a joke? Hey, y'all have seen the special. I'm funny. I'm funny now. Don't get it twisted now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, writing, <laughs> writing those one-liners, it's like it's a, it's a specific skill. And being able to crank one out in 10 minutes is a specific skill. But that's why I think all comics can benefit from that exercise because it does force you to get out of your comfort zone and just put it out into the public. And that's why this community and this group, the emphasis is on positivity and support. So people do feel safe to share their maybe not so good jokes so then you can later roast that person in private with your other comedy friends is what it sounds pri- like happen, in Bob
1: that's yeah no no yeah i'm 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 not a very private person so <laughs> sorry about that well that's yeah. what a,
0: a John John Chappelle was saying that um it's. Um, like, so it's almost like he's probably being funny here, but I think this is an important note that like, so you're saying we should have a comedy sponsor, but I think it Um, is like have some, have some sort of accountability, some sort of support system, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, and it's funny because I deal with a lot of sponsors because of my job. Yeah. (laughs) So it's funny. But yeah, so it is kind of interesting that we kind of go to that, but, um, yeah, I, I I mentioned this in the traits thread, you know, I want, I want a comedian who is offstage to be a mentor to others. And while I am in absolutely like no frame of mind that I'm a mentor by any means, I definitely want to be that guy. So why wouldn't I um, help or, or argue the merits of any joke that gets thrown at me? that people want to talk about, um, you know, like PJ Keen uh, and I, um, I mean, heck he was, you know, between him and Micah, he, they were like the first people I ever talked to in the group
0: mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
1: just privately, you know, and PJ and I have just been riffing back and forth forever, like since my first day and just, and just absolutely like brutal conversations sometimes, where it's just like, dude, you know, and he'll be like, you know, yeah, your joke sucks. You, you seriously, you need to just re- reconsider that. And we can be like that because we've developed that relationship. But even then it's still from a, you know, you're going to get better at this. Don't you dare throw, don't you dare throw that joke out. And like, and, I, and like I was talking to him, he was like, you know, he had a bit that he really was invested in, but it needed work. And I was like, okay, well don't throw it out. You know, there's, there's nothing that can't be saved but it's going to take some work on your part. And, um, and then I showed him one of mine and he was like, Oh yeah, that's god awful too. Mm. So <laughs> now then, but now we've kind of got our, our little bits here and I don't want to ruin it for him, but yeah. we've got our two kind of like primary bits that we work on now. And, um, he's actually been doing it in some zoom mics and stuff and been killing with it now. And he's really refined that. And that's just from, you know, taking that same bit and going over it and over it and over it again you know um cuz i consider like i was we were talking about in the last time we we spoke is like i consider my editing process part of my writer's block solution like there's no such thing as a finished joke
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know mm-hmm. so we'll go back and we'll take like the same joke um cause, yeah cuz um sarah tolmash touched on it too where she's like you know i'll go back and do a joke i haven't done for a while um just because I might've come up with a new tag for it, by by the time I'm saying it out loud again, and I like that. I think that's a great, great way to just keep your brain writing.
0: Yeah, um, Could you, could you get into editing a little bit as well? Um, because yeah. that's, that's like another, like writing's a muscle. Editing is almost like a completely separate muscle, but. You're able to, and this is Chris, yeah, Chris Grulon was saying, give yourself credit, you've been interviewed by Joel more than once because of what you bring to the table, and um, and it's true. I mean, your consistency in the Right 10 Club has definitely inspired other people to um, be consistent as well. Even Joan was, um, Joan Fuchsman, I remember your last name, Joan. Um, she says, there's days I almost have not written anything because I can't think of something to write. But I'm afraid if I do that once, it'll be easier to not do it again. That's why when the feedback is that's creative, it feels good, even if it's not the funniest joke.
1: Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I I, to- I totally relate to that because I was one of those guys, <clears throat> and I'll fess up to it. I was one of those guys who who said, you know, my joke bombed today in the Right Ten Club. Mm-hmm. I was I was one of those original core <laughs> people in there who were just like, you know. And, and and again, that was my old uh, thinking coming back to haunt me. I was not the best today. I did not win today. Therefore I failed. And I'm like, no, I wrote a bloody joke that I, that I really am proud of and I really do think will make the set at some point. Um, You know, and I've actually reworked it a couple of times. Uh, but it doesn't mean that just because I didn't win that day, like today, you know, I, I was one off from winning. Didn't, I I didn't think it was even going to be me at all, but I still came close and I was like, huh. And again, I I still think that joke needs work, (laughs) you know, Uh, the MMA joke today. Um, you know, so it didn't, didn't surprise me, uh, that, that Sasha won. I, I clearly think his joke was, was better. But at the same time, there's always a little twinge where it's like, "Dang it! What did I? What word did I miss? What word did I leave out? What, you know, was there a pause there? That I mean, would it translate better if I said it out loud as opposed to text?" Um, and that usually that usually haunts me for about fifteen to twenty minutes before I get over it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but so. you're you're not alone in that. Oh, this joke bombed, or I bombed in Write Ten Club. or That's something I even had to. Yeah. I had to instill into the, like the culture and the DNA of right. 10 club was like, don't post this joke sucks, but here we go anyway. Cause I started, I like, I, I set that rule and then I caught someone caught me doing it. And I was like, yeah, it is really easy to fall into that default negative. Oh yeah. This is dumb. Why do I do this? This joke sucks. Why even post it or whatever, but even just rewiring your brain to react in like, oh, let's just throw it out there and see what happens as opposed to this sucks. You know, I'm not good at writing. Um, like Jonathan's saying, he's like, give yourself credit for being creative in under like in under 10 minutes, like just focusing on the small victories that'll add up to the big success.
1: Yeah. And it was like, um, it was like one of those things where it's like, once the feedback thread kind of opens up, I see people in their and just posting a, a heck of a lot more different versions of jokes than they are getting out like like EJ. EJ between Twitter and the feedback threads. Um, he's probably got maybe six to eight jokes on the same word even, wow. or, or maybe six to eight jokes a day. Now, as I've told him, none of them are any good. Uh, <laughs> 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 but, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I love EJ to death.
0: That's the only oh, yeah, I he's can terrible, say that. For sure. Oh God. Oh, I mean, if just you didn't the find part. the random word of the day, we would have kicked him out months ago.
1: Oh, yeah. We get it. You're Asian.
0: <laughs> we get it. I what no. I love about this group is like positivity is like the core message of it. Positivity and support. And through that, roasting is almost like a byproduct. <laughs> Playful I, I- roasting is like all has become just like a side effect of us instilling positivity into the group. Oh yeah. Cause it's
1: like, you know, you can't take it too seriously yeah. because then then your negative thoughts will eat you alive. Right. Like you actually start to believe the negative hype, but yeah, I mean people, I mean, I, I only roast the people I love, of uh, course. you know, um, and sometimes, sometimes you, so uh, there's that, you yeah, know, and I expect to be roasted in return. Um, but that's all. That's all part of the motivation to come back too. It's like mm-hmm. that camaraderie,
0: right? Yeah, camaraderie. Um, and what I'm so, go were you were you in the train of thought that I interrupted there?
1: No, just just the fact that um, I I really do want to say that I I think that the right ten club is what has um, I guess. It's con- its convinced me that AI can do this, and that I can write every day. Mm. You know, mm. like I, because there are some. I'm also a member of some super toxic comedy groups, like, and I don't post. I, I will, I will see the stuff in my feed, but none of it is good feedback. None of it is like it's just so much negativity. To me. And I'm thinking like, why well, should just drop out of these groups? I'm not gonna throw anything into these groups, anyways. But I keep it because it's a super important contrast to what we have here. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Mm -hmm. I'm not, and I'm not trying to blow smoke up yet or anything like this, Joe. I mean, I'm just saying there's, there's something about this particular group that matters. Um, and you know, and then that's why I feel like, you know, anybody, anybody who comes to me with anything, I, I just want to help them all the time because I want to keep this positivity going. Um, you know, and so there I just want I just want everybody to like who's listening to kind of pick up on that. Like, you know, it's a community worth being a part of. It really is.
0: Appreciate that. That's that's that no was problem. the goal when noticing other Facebook groups and just how negative unsupportive they've been. And also a lot of comedy scenes can be like that as well. And well, I know from personal experience in my own scene that I was never the cool kid. I was never invited on that hip show in the basement of a barn at you know 7 a.m. on a Tuesday. Like I was never invited to the cool stuff. So like yeah. this group was really something I wish existed when I started. And that community and that positivity, like you're saying, and that support is all really because of my negative experiences in comedy, but also just like in other Facebook groups. So I've even had people, I remember there was a post in another Facebook group. Um. Someone had asked, "Is there a Facebook? Is there a comedy Facebook group that isn't just everyone like hating everything?" And then someone tagged this group, and that's I mean, that's the whole goal, and that's why there's like an application. I mean, you know, when you when you sub- submit to join this group, there's a questionnaire you have to fill out to make sure that you are even qualify to yeah. like be a part of this community. Like this, we could have way more members if we just let everyone in but there's plenty of other Facebook groups to post your silly memes and to roast each other. This is more of, this is a a Facebook group all about like community positivity, but also productivity. Like we're here working, we're here getting better and helping each other do that. It's,
1: um, <clears throat> it's interesting because you know, one of the writer's block things that, um, that I just discovered was, um, so the, ever, ever since you were on the, uh, the breaking down the bits, what was the podcast again? Was it behind? It was breaking down the bits,
0: right? Breaking, yeah. Yeah. That was a yeah, oh, I, I love that.
1: God. And I, when and I watched it, I got a heck of a lot out of it. So I started following them too. And, um, they did an interview just recently and their latest podcast was with Scott Dickers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's, and for anybody who's not familiar, he's the co-founder of the onion. And if you want to talk about, like my freaking dream job writing for the onion has always been the dream job i'm mm. you know um true story like back in 2010 i think it was maybe 2009 uh right right around the time my first kid was born um they actually did like an open cattle call like a contest to see who you know who they were gonna hire and i made it to the to the, not not like the final finals but like the one what's after this the quarterfinals? whatever it comes before the finals. So, you know, and just like, that was like my first attempt ever at writing comedy, just because I wanted to do, you know, satirical headlines. And yeah. I still do. And I think that's why I'm a one-liner guy is because I, my, my goal is always like, I'm just prepping for when the onion calls. You're know, like, that's like the whole, that's the whole like scheme to my madness here. Um, but he has, he was a fascinating it's a fascinating podcast. Um, and that's so why I immediately went out and uh, picked up his uh, book, How to Write Funny. Um, and he talks about, you can't do just like one joke a day, You you have to be writing like 10 jokes a day. Because, <laughs> because if you only write, you know, one joke a day, you finally get to, you know, a few months worth of work and you have five jokes to use. He's like, if you you know, if you can write 10 jokes a day, then eventually you'll, you'll have like 50 that you can do out of like 3000 jokes, you know? Um, And and I think that part of it is because that's like the selective editor in me as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, just start cranking out jokes. And I am, I'm just like, you know, I just writing down joke after joke after joke and trying to see if anything sticks. And we'll see.
0: I mean, we'll see what happens. It's kind of a work of progress, but the more I, you write, the more chances you're giving yourself to find that next great joke.
1: Yeah, I think so. And that's the beauty of like all the, the threads that are going on here, you know, in the, in the pro, and even in the, you know, the, the regular uh, workshop, mm-hmm. um, you know, just some really in-depth discussion, discussion about joke structure and stuff like that that's happening, you know, um, and Twitter has also been really big as well, as far as like, just, rifling out jokes too because it's really easy to pound out a one-liner on twitter and send it out to the world
0: sarah was Um, taught she uses that as like a sounding board it sounds like she posts everything on twitter and just uses that as like the sounding board for whether or not to take it to the stage it's very interesting
1: yeah um and it's interesting like i've gotten a ton of it's it's funny because what i'll do is um i'll just follow comedians like i started following like mark norman uh, obsessively after i saw him here and after i saw his um special and uh, so i would just follow him around on on twitter and i would just start tagging all of his jokes mm-hmm. like he would he would post a joke and i would just try and come up with a tag for it Smart. and yeah and so actually i had like a, i had like a file folder of all the times he's liked it back <laughs> like it's like something if you ever if you've ever liked one of my tweets so uh-huh. i'm up to like t- 20 something now like like it's like 24 it's, it's super obsessive and nerdy but like every time he responds to one of my tags to his joke then i'll just i'll save that away Yeah, you know, like okay maybe i'm on to something here you know
0: Dude,
1: uh, it's not something so i would take smart. to the stage because it's his joke but it's it's like okay so somebody really talented liked what i did there so i'm gonna keep that kind of idea in mind um
0: so what i'm seeing uh, a few things i've um collected here and uh people feel free to um post any questions you may have but um creating a comedy freight train that is rolling down the track thanks bob yeah a lot of yeah a lot of people just posting positivity which we really appreciate um so in thinking of because i uh the writer's block a few things i've taken notes on is well one you're saying just the right ten club in general has helped you break writers block two um, Instead of creating old new jokes, you'll rework old jokes to help overcome writer's block. Three, um, you almost like a comedy sponsor. And maybe we can find a better way to uh, express that. Uh, But um, basically having at least a comedy friend to hold you accountable and to also bounce ideas off of. And the fourth one I'm seeing here which I've never... Like, this is brilliant, but you'll actually go on Twitter and tag other comics jokes just for the sake of the exercise yeah. um, of stimulating your brain without having to like start from scratch, but actually, hey, here's something funny. Let me see if I can build on it. And also, you just never know who's looking. You never know if the writer of a TV show follows Mark Norman, sees he liked you over and over again, and is like, who is this guy? Maybe he would be good for this. So... Um, those are the four I'm, I'm seeing right now, really the right 10 club creating a reworking old jokes, comedy sponsor and tagging up other comics jokes on Twitter. Is there, is there anything else that I overlooked or that you can think of?
1: Well, so the only other thing is, uh, you know, if, if people are having like trouble, um, if people are having trouble like, like to to kind of play off the the fact that I go over my old jokes as well every time I get ready to do a set I rewrite it so I don't have like a just a I don't have like a set list where I just like I pull it out of a drawer and then that's my those are my jokes in order that I want to do I will rewrite it physically in my hand because I'm already at that point I'm writing so I'll, I'll be prepared for, and then because then I might come up with another tag, or then I might be like, oh, that's funny, you know, and then so now I'll come up with a whole another topic, just because I'm like, you know, maybe this joke it could be replaced with something else. What else can I think of? And then I'll scribble something into the margins of another possible joke that could fit there. And so, mm-hmm. so yeah, so it's not like it's not like reinventing the wheel. It's more like just just chis- shaving a little off of the sculpture I've already got you know, it's like, so I've got this thing in place and now I'm filling in the margins around it. And I might, if I'm at an open mic, I might just go and slip that in where that joke used to be. I'll slip in a new joke to see if the pacing stays the same mm-hmm. or whatnot. Um, but, you know, I I think just the fact of physically writing out my set list every time or the jokes that I want to do every time um, longhand, you know, and I write out the entire joke too. I don't like just make a make a note or whatever, um, you know. And it, it helps me memorize it. Um, and then, like for the for the right ten contest, I think I rewrote that set list six, six, six times. Just really? slow hand one right after the other. Yeah, I'll put put the put this joke first. Put this joke first. Which one has the better sound? Like the Chihuahua joke wasn't necessarily the first joke that was in there, it was off to the side. I wasn't even sure I was going to put it in because I didn't know if I wanted to do an act out and I, but I was like, okay, well, if I want a joke, that's going to get a laugh right at the front. I think that joke will get a laugh at the front and then make the next joke easier to laugh at. Um, but I wrote, I wrote it out longhand, scribbled a bunch of times and then rewrote it longhand. And you know, um, yeah, at least, at least five or six times.
0: So just, yeah, because in the, like the contest it's ninety seconds, so like you got to get yeah. to the point quick. So you would actually transcribe the set you're yeah. saying multiple yeah. times. Yeah, and, I, and it seemed like you had. It, that's something I think that helped you and people in the finals. I think it helped. Is it seemed people that were near the top were um, prepared. They weren't just reciting the set. They were actually prepared and were able to deliver it in a more organic way that made it. Funnier as well, and
1: and the thing about doing, you know, doing the one-liners and whatnot is there's no real pause between the jokes. Like if you if there's no laugh, like if there's no laugh track or anything like that, you've got to have uh, another joke right away. Like you just got to be able to rifle rifle it off, um, you know, which is kind of hard to gauge how much material I need for when I'm doing an open mic you know, but with something that's like, it's a tight 90. Okay. So I don't have to worry about the fact that there's no laugh breaks that works in my advantage. Mm -hmm. How do I get the spacing in there where I have 90 seconds worth of jokes? So this joke's too long. That's got to be trimmed down or, or shut out the terrorist bit that I had in that where I was making fun of how bored the terrorists are or how ineffectual the terrorists are during COVID. um, That's a much longer bit. That's there's like, four more jokes that are, four more like, you know, tags and jokes are, that are part of that bit. And I, when I wrote it, but it was too much of a chunk of my 90 seconds. And I didn't want that, you know, that could have been 45 seconds of mm-hmm. my 90. And I said, Nope, <laughs> it needs to be 25 seconds. Uh, and I have to have, you know, two or three jokes in that 25 seconds. Um, you know, and so. How do you decide right on what there. to
0: keep and what to get rid of
1: what, um thematic i think you know having the theme helped there mm-hmm. were a couple things in there where you know i talk about how hard it is to have a zoom meeting because you, it's, you know it's hard to get wi-fi in caves that kind of thing there was there's that um i left that out because i wanted to stay on the theme of the the embarrassing part of it so smart anything that i could take that was related to the topic i emphasized and then rewarded and everything else just got paired away and I'll and I'll work that back in to my regular rotation if I ever hit a stage again. Uh, nice.
0: so. and uh yeah, Sasha's asking, and this is also interesting, in that thread on the in the Facebook group about writers block, uh Blade Frank had mentioned um he he had a, he read a book called Understanding Writer's Block. And mm. something that book said was like, it's not writer's block isn't simply, um, not writing. It's like writing is more than just writing. You can be researching, editing, rehearsing, all of that counts as writing as well. So Sasha's saying, you know, do you, do you have any writing exercises to get you out of the rut? Or do you just work on material new and reworking old? I mean, yeah, do you have, are there any exercises you do specifically to help overcome writer's block?
1: Um, yes, and I wanted to take a swig of water because this could be doozy. Uh, Ooh, so. nice. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> so the, the, uh, the biggest, the most terrifying thing since I've met you, Joel, other than your wardrobe
0: has been. <laughs> the- I love Bob is so good at word economy and writing, but talking, he is the most loquacious <laughs> gentleman I have ever heard. Uh, that was my, style. that was my liberal arts roast. I was like, I'm going to roast Ow. them, but I'm going to use loquacious <laughs> while I do it.
1: Yeah. Settle <laughs> down, Voltaire. Um, yeah, <laughs> we, we would have lost like three quarters of the audience right there. Uh, no, love it. anyway, anyway. Um, so, oh God, what the hell was I even talking about now? He
0: was, uh, Sasha was asking if there's any exercises yeah. you do to get out of yeah. Not physical. Uh, Clearly, we know no physical exercises Bob's doing. But um, what about the um, you know the other writing exercises, Bob? Sure, sure. <laughs> I I, I, can't, I have
1: a hand cramp from all the writing. Um, so that's physical. So what I'm doing is uh, the free writing. The free writing exercise was the hardest thing for me to grasp as a as a concept because um, I I wasn't trying to be funny. So now I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with, you know, and I swear I've watched the entire course. So I'm not just fixating just on that. Um, But where I'm just taking, you know, the 10 minute timer and I'm able to get pretty consistently a full page, single spaced hand, you know, writing out hand by hand um, on the free writing. Um, And I'm like, wow, I had a really messed up life. You know now. Now that I'm going through all the association and stuff like that, uh, some of this I would never touch. Like some of this I would just never go there. It's too. It's too dark. You know I've got a really bad dark childhood. I just did. And uh, but there's some of it where it's like, oh man, and that explains a lot of why what I'm doing here. So then I'll make a note about it. Like maybe this could be a, a joke. You know, um, like I made. I've made several jokes about my about you know my dad going to prison right which is not true he's never been to prison but one of the things that came up with you know it's kind of like this tongue-in-cheek thing where he was always a little fishy with his taxes
0: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) so i'm like you know someday he's just going to get busted and go to jail so that's something that i took out that i would never say verbatim even though i kind of technically just did on on a live podcast um so sorry dad uh there's that but i but i thought maybe that might be something to mine in another way and so that got me writing jokes about sort of tangentially um you know kind of mocking that aspect of him without it necessarily being a punch down toward him yeah so it's like just making little things about you know this is why air conditioning shouldn't be in prisons and why <laughs> just something like that, you know, too, because he's like a climate denier and all that. So just something like that. It's like, you know, visiting hours and stuff like that. that I'm always talking about with him. Um, it's never, it never actually happened. It was just, it's just a hypothetical, but it's a, to me, it's a funny hypothetical.
0: Yeah. And that, that free writing um, is one of my favorites and that's why the whole course starts with it. And I know yeah. Sasha's actually in the course also, And that really, that first chapter is all those exercises are more to be used to just get out of your head and just start creating something. And I think what's valuable, what you said is, um, like you're not trying to be funny. There's there's no real starting place. Sometimes when I free write, I'm literally like saying, "Okay, here I go. I'm doing free writing again because I know I'm supposed to be writing." Like it may start out as just like blatantly saying. What it is I am doing at that precise moment, even to the point like if I can't think of something to write, I will (laughs) literally write. I can't think of anything to write, you know, and then it could like kill too many brain cells doing drugs or something. then you're talking about drugs, you know, but it's like literally saying I am currently not being able to think and process information, but at least I'm still writing and just keep going just free, you know.
1: Yeah. And, and I've, and I've kind of found a workaround around that. I don't know what I'm supposed to be writing. What I'll do is I will start off with a question. Like my first thing for free writing is, you know, why, why did such and such happen? You know, why? Uh, and then and one thing, and I kind of do like sort of these kind of really reflective, like introspective ones where it's like, what on earth makes you think you're funny? That, that's one of my free writings. Like why, mm. you know, what makes you funny over somebody else? Right. You know, why, why should people listen to you? And then I'll get really kind of like deep and kind of visceral into that. Um, intentionally not trying to be funny, just trying to be kind of like soul searching about it. And then there's going to be some nuggets of truth in there that I know that I can mine for later. Yes. You know, you know, and so, um, and, and like it's almost like a diary entry as opposed to a, a free ride almost, you know? Um, and then, you know, and it's hopefully it will reflect in some small part in my, in my jokes. Um, you know, like that's been my big personal move here is to get into that more personal material. Um, sometimes to my detriment, like I, I think that if I wasn't as personal, what I'm doing, like on the, the right 10 stuff. Um, my jokes will be tighter. Like, you know, my jokes have have a tendency to be longer now because I'm getting into that personal. But I haven't figured out how to edit that stuff down yet, <laughs> and still make it about me. Um, so that's my challenge with it. But I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are there so any, the, the, are there <laughs> any other exercises, or is free writing kind of uh, like your go to? Uh,
1: the, I would say the other the other exercises um are what I'm doing. You know, as far as um. As far as what I do on on Twitter, as far as like you know, finding out what people are talking about and then trying to tag off it, uh, what other comedians are doing, um, and then working relentlessly with other comics, I consider that an exercise. Like mm-hmm. I'm actually, like I'm actually like you know, helping other people with their bits or whatever, um, and then I will go back and write my own, or I'll riff with them and then be like, you know, hey, here's what I'm working on right now, at the same time, and I all I count that all as as writing, you
0: know, for sure. Um, I think, yeah, I think studying is part of writing. Like, like you're saying, helping other comics with bits. I feel like even in the right 10 club, when I'm giving people feedback, even no matter how brief it may be. I mean, I feel like comics starting to see how my brain works and the angles I'm looking for will hopefully start to reveal to them their unique angle on like, well, he said that I don't agree with that, but Maybe my angle would be this angle or this tag instead of whatever he said to start using their own critical thinking skills and just honing that joke writing reflex.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree. Um, You know, and I I think that's why everybody was clamoring. Like, we really wanted Joel's feedback on, you know, when it comes to the right 10. Oh, and like,
0: yeah, do more feedback and not just some of the jokes, but do all of them still, yeah.
1: Um, And it's interesting because... You know, we're talking about like the discipline of it and stuff. Like, you know, my current situation. Like, um, you know, my kids are starting school next week. Like, full in school, no, you know, homeschooling or whatever. You know, and that's going to be a bit of an ordeal because, um, in addition to all the safety problems with that, it's going to happen right when the the right ten club starts in my time zone. Anyways, it's nine a.m. Uh-huh. So. My, uh, you know, my son doesn't, I can't even let him in the door until eight fifty-five. So there's a distinct possibility. Yeah. So there's a distinct possibility that, uh, that my last win was my last win. Cause I may not actually get a joke on in time. So I'm, I'm, but I'm going to, I have a workaround here's, here's my gambit. I'm just going to have uh, a notepad and a pen in the car. And then I'm going to be doing the right 10 club on my phone in the car. Like as soon as I drop him off, you know, hopefully I get back in time where I didn't miss the 10 minute deadline, but I will be posting a joke every single time, hopefully. And we'll go from there. But yeah,
0: people sneak um, it in at work. People, you know,
1: Oh yeah. They
0: do all sorts of things.
1: I mean, it's just my kid's education.
0: Right. Right. Oh, and, um, Taylor's asking, um, does he have a selection of comedians you work off of?
1: Oh yeah. Um, so it started off with um, Sam Morrill, Um, but I wasn't. He's one of those guys who's kind of a, like aloof like that. Like he, he would only. He, it's interesting because when I made fun, I would roast Joe Mackey all the time. So I would I would go in, and so like I, instead of like tagging his jokes, I would just write a tag where in the tag I was roasting Joe Mackey, and who I love Joe Mackey, but they're best friends, and I kind of know that Sam Morrill like is always roasting him so i'm like i want to join in the fun so i just started coming up with like brutal roast of joe Mackey, um you know and stuff like that and then so he started reacting to those but i don't really necessarily count that um it's low-hanging fruit you know joe Mackey's easy to roast uh so there's that and then um so i started with him then I moved on to mark norman um, but you know like now gosh i mean if i take a look at my <laughs> if I take a look like like um I do a lot of following of uh well I started commenting on Sarah Tolomash after I saw her fantastic stuff. Great. Um oh yeah. Um let's see here. Who else? Oh gosh, there's this there's this fantastic one-liner guy named Zach Greinert.
0: How do you um, spell it?
1: Oh gosh. Uh let me let's see if I can find it here. Uh Oh, Zach Reinert. Okay. So it's Z A C H R E I N E R T. Zach Reinert. Uh
0: huh.
1: Um, I I just started following him off of Twitter. He has an album out um, that came out fairly recently. And he he advertised his album as it's basically 76 jokes. That's that's all he has. Because he's a one liner guy. So it's like, oh man, 76 jokes. And I started listening to it and it's just freaking hysterical. And the guy's a machine. Uh-huh. Um, and so he'll use Twitter and he'll crank out 15, 20 of these a day, you know? What? Um, yeah. Um, you know, and, and he comes up with like, and, and a lot of his stuff is pretty dark, like, but it's still hysterically funny. And it's like right where I want to be, like to give you an example of one of his, it's like, why would I want to have a kid in today's world? just to watch someone suffer shit. I just talked myself into it. (laughs) Just beautiful. And that's like 15, 20 words, 20 words, maybe, you know, it's two, it's, it's two and a half sentences uh, of stuff. And I'm like, Oh, so I'm just obsessively going down and I'm breaking, I'm commenting on his stuff, you know, and I'm like, I want to pick his brain that, you know, and, most, most of my responses are, that's a proper fucking joke, sir. That's, that's like most of my responses. And this when I is, write um, something.
0: he's, um, at Zach Reiner 10.
1: Yeah. Is that yeah, who yeah. this guy is? Yeah. Um, he's, he's my new obsession at, at Zach Reiner zero. Yeah. So there's no, it's not 10. Zero.
0: Oh, okay. okay. Yeah.
1: Great. Um, yeah, um, love this guy, uh, as far as like a current influence. Um, he has yet to like respond to me as far as that goes, but I'm so obsessed with him that I, I just have to like, I want to emulate that. I just want to emulate that guy, uh, right now because I'm like, he's exactly where I want to be. I want to process, but I'm looking at his stuff here and in, like one day, yeah, know, one day, two hours apart, he's got six jokes and they're all just absolute murder material it's you know he's worth checking out yeah you um,
0: should um i mean if you could yeah and i'm doing i'm showing uh the viewers right now his his uh twitter yeah. um yeah reach out to him see if he wants to come on the show
1: yeah. i i i fully intend to because that would be fantastic um but i i think you know like for me like um twitter is just great as far as that just Because I find that if somebody likes your stuff, then they'll start to follow you just because they liked one thing, they might like another. Um, And I've made some, you know, and through this group, like I made inroads with comics who are all over the country, like John Chappelle and, you know, and those guys. Mm -hmm. uh, um, You know, and so people that I'd like, you know, I would hang out with these guys. I would love to do comedy with these guys, you know, like. Cedric and EJ and I, I came up with this idea for the odd Thruple. you know, oh, we'll, we'll,
0: That's we'll go out and
1: tour and, you know, then just uh, do like, like the weirdest, this, like, that would be the weirdest tour ever would be to have the three of us on there. Cause there's such different, so different <laughs> styles, but, um, you know, but like these are people I never would have met if it wasn't for this group and, you know, and just dicking around on Twitter, uh,
0: throwing yeah. stuff out there as well. I appreciate that, Bob. Yeah, this yeah, and this has been awesome. great, man. I, um, it's everything I hoped it would be. I'm loving all the positive <laughs> comments people are making and uh, your helpful advice. We're gonna we're gonna be doing more of these actually with uh, other Hot Breath Pro members. Yeah. I know John Chappelle just messaged me today. He's 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 new to comedy, but he's already producing like three shows, three live shows. So we're gonna have him on here soon to talk about how he's doing it and how other comics can do it just like you did right. with writer's block today. So, um, this was very helpful, Bob.
1: Thanks man. Um, I, like I said, I, I love doing it. I love being part of it. Um, you know, you're, you're not going to, you can't get rid of me now. I'm, I'm like a parasite of this <laughs> whole thing. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like the tapeworm that just won't go away. Uh,
0: well, where can, go. where can I'm, people I'm... bother you? Where, um, oh. like how can people connect with you, your Twitter and all that?
1: Oh, yeah. So my Twitter is really original. It's just, it's Bob J comedy on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, I pretty much live there. So I'm, you know, that's, that's where I do like most of my talking with like EJ and stuff like that. And, and, um, and then of course on Facebook um, I probably get 15, 20 messages a day from folks um, wow. want to talk about stuff, um, group messages or whatever. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Keep it coming. Um, I don't turn anybody away. Um, you know, so great. Yeah. I'm great. willing to, I'm willing to just, you know, chew this stuff with everybody. So
0: yeah. And Bob's it, in man. the right 10 club all the time. If you guys want to see his writing yeah. in action and, um, are you doing the contest this time around? I, I am. Yes. Cool. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see if well, you I have can a title to defend. say what I have a title to defend. That's, that is what? true. You do I've 90 made- seconds. It's, uh, you got to go down to play There's <laughs> a whole like, lot of competition.
1: Everybody is so good in this group. It's it's like, you know, you, you, you can't have you can't have like a fluke twice. It's got to be A game. That's that's
0: right? what's that's what's been cool of like this this riding uh, the right 10 club being like 130 something days now sure. is like people who are being in it consistently we can see them improving. We can see their word economy tightening. We can see the jokes starting to be more personal. It's like, it, I mean, it's just fun to see it in real time. Some people who started out posting an entire paragraph are now oh, yeah. like honing them into like one-liners and really starting to grasp uh, comedy writing in a very real way. And it, it's it's been it's been a thrill to see comics like you come in here and not only just put in the work to improve, but also putting in the work with each other. You're helping so many other comics as well. So I just don't, yeah, I don't want you to feel that that doesn't go unnoticed either. Just the amount of um extra work you're putting into this group beyond just uh, the right 10 club. It's, it's been, it's been a thrill to have you, buddy.
1: Thanks, man. I do appreciate it. Uh, Yeah. I I don't know what I would do without it. Really. I really don't.
0: Well, we'll definitely make sure, um, we have a link in the description for uh your Twitter and all that jazz as well. But you can you can see them every day in the right 10 club, baby. So
1: Yeah, whether you like it or not. <laughs>
0: so. Oh, and thanks for everyone that was tuning in live here. We got some good questions. Amanda told you to just make your kids walk. That's hilarious. Oh gosh. Uh, yeah. And uh we so go all the way from Russia in here. Like this whole group, I mean, it's like I mean we're all over the world it's it's really been amazing to, to see this what's
1: beautiful girl. what's beautiful was Olga i did I did a feedback mic and olga was in it and she just ripped me apart and it was hilarious <laughs> she's like every single one of your stuff sounds the same bob Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I fell asleep I was <laughs> it's,
0: like, it's maybe it like
1: she's cranky it's three in the morning for her <laughs> right 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 right.
0: yeah she keeps she keeps no. you, you need a stir you need someone in there stirring the soup a little bit keep yeah. it exciting
1: oh yeah she oh man it was like a hornet's nest it was great
0: oh yeah so this is i think this is a good way to sum this up and i think this will be good to do this in all of them but maybe an overall summary van i think van's actually in australia if i recall van Carry but um He was saying macro tips. So maybe I, let me tell you my takeaways and then maybe what your overall takeaways are. And we can kind of leave people with kind of like an encapsulation of this in my, so in our experiences. So really what I took away from it in terms of how to break writer's block, um, beyond the right 10 club being helpful, um, I think it is something that I'll definitely take away is not always trying to create something new, but. Rework an old thing can be a good way. rework an old joke you have or rework other people's jokes like on Twitter like you do with like a Mark Norman. See if you can rework or tag on to a joke that they've posted. That's a great writing exercise. Um, having an accountability buddy, a comedy sponsor, you know, which can play into the right tin club as well with that accountability and um, the working with other comics. And the other one that I found interesting was um, transcribing a current joke you have or writing out an entire set list you have or creating a set list. Just um, not always... I think my big takeaway here with Writer's Block is to not always try to be creating new things. Always trying to force magic to happen, but instead... Just kind of lower the bar. Some days you may rework something. Another day you may go on Twitter and just try to write a quick tag. Even just one tag on a Mark Norman joke, you wrote for the day. You know, funny or not, you wrote for that day. And lowering the bar, the more you show up, the easier it'll become to do that. But it's just take the pressure off yourself of having to create something funny, having to create something new and fresh. And just, hey, you've been putting a lot of work already what work can you build on that you already have and kind of hit the ground running. Like you said, with Micah, you both came in first and second one day because you had your, you kind of were warmed up before the right 10 club even started. So you have a lot of stuff you can reference that you don't have to just be new joke, new joke, new joke every day.
1: That's, that's very good. I mean, that's it in a nutshell, um, to add on that, um, I would say you, you have to take your ego out of the process because you're not as necessarily as funny as you think you are but you're not as bad as you think you are okay you are you are always working it okay um so like i mean there were days where i was like this joke's gonna kill it's super cocky and it didn't didn't get any reaction whatsoever days like the other day I was like, you know, the rice crispy joke, I still got like 13 votes. I was like, I'm calling that a moral victory. Mm-hmm. I, you know, so it, it you, it's subjective and the only thing you can do is be consistent with yourself. Okay. Um, so be, be consistent with your voice, find your voice and then they will react how they're going to react. Um, but they'll get you eventually. Uh, the other thing would be, um, so, Oh gosh, I, I had it with me, but I forgot it. But, uh, Oh, um, it's like when we talk about in, um, in like counseling sessions, as far as that, um, we have the phrase, keep coming back. It works. That's what we end every session with. Mm. Keep coming back. It works. Um, so whether that's rehab or, or writing, <laughs> you know, if you keep coming back every day, it's going, you're going to find your sweet spot.
0: You,
1: you have to, be willing to do it every single
0: day. Boom. So I love that's it. it. Yeah. Great stuff, Bob, Bob Jorgensen. Thank you so much. Uh, people listening at home, watching this later. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're not a member of this Facebook group yet, it's in the show description, do your comedy a favor and join this Facebook group. It's free. All we ask is that you enter with the intention to be supportive, but also productive. You know, we're here to work, to help each other become professional comedians, professional comedy writers, whatever that is to you. We're all on the same mission to cultivate the next generation of great comics. So if that's something you want to be a part of, this Facebook group is the place for you. All right. Bob Jorgensen, ladies and gentlemen, let's give him a round of applause. Show him some love. Oh, as uh, we land this plane here. Van said it's 5 a.m. where he's at. That's incredible. Yeah, thanks everybody
1: who commented.
0: Yeah, thanks for the love, everyone, and um, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, actually, 10 a.m. with the Right Ten Club. So we'll see you there, Right Tenors. There you go, hot brethren and sister. I hope this was the solution to your writer's block. It helped me a lot. My favorite takeaway was the starting small and incremental. I would love to know what your favorite takeaway was in our Facebook group. If you're not a member yet, go join the Facebook group linked in the show description. You can connect with me and Bob and other comics from around the world all sharing the same mission of cultivating the next generation of great comics. The submission for that Write 10 contest is over as of August 7th. So If you're listening to this after Friday, August 7th, it's closed, but we do them every single month. So be sure to join the Facebook group to stay tuned into that. And the Hot Breath Pro group is actually our subscription network of working comics that if you're interested, I have an application link in the description of this show as well. But I hope to see you in that Writer's Room Facebook group. And I hope to see you in the right 10 Club, Hot Brother and Sister. And we'll see you on Monday with our episode with the one and only Sarah Tolomash. So until next Monday, right here on...